When the Sharks do good, it's good. The Sharks are victorious over the Washington Capitals. Ian and Mark will break this one down. We had some technical difficulties, so bear with us through this edition of Teal Town After Dark. And with that, we say good evening to you. The Sharks win 2-1 to one over the Washington Capitals on Monday night, November 27th, 2023. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive post game. We do this after every game. So if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans all over the world and in Sharks territory on the YouTube page or the app. And of course, follow us on the social and of course, everything at tealtownusa.com. And of course, if you want to support the show, you can hit us up on Venmo at TealTownURSA or in a super chat on YouTube. Now, again, just as I was saying, the guys got off to a rough start, so we're going to move forward into the programming. We apologize for our audio and technical issues all night, but enjoy this victory from the Sharks 2-1 over the Washington Capitals. Here's Ian and Mark. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been some months. Your thoughts on Justin Bailey's night, Mark, uh, got off to a really good start being uh, signed with a two-way deal, one-year deal for the Sharks. Um, On him being brought up, I really didn't have too much of an opinion because, to be honest, I hadn't watched him previously much. I know he was doing fairly well with the Barracuda, um, putting up some points, um, and I know he's kind of been like a fringe NHL player, a guy who does fairly well in the NHL, but really hadn't cracked in full time to the NHL. Um, so I didn't really have a positive or negative thought about it, but I was pretty pleasantly surprised with his performance tonight. I thought he had a good effort on several different plays. He created some chances. He almost scored a goal. Um, and then I thought he did really well on that second goal, creating that chance. Boom. Weird. All right, I'm sure you guys can hear me now. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, yeah, this is weird because normally my mic just automatically gets picked up by OBS, and for some reason today it just did not. Uh, can you guys hear me now? There we go. All right, the chat says they can hear me now. Um, great, great start. Uh, anyway, all right. So yeah, so my thoughts: Justin Bailey getting signed, uh, getting brought up. I don't like I, I don't have a problem. I was being really snarky about this on Twitter. I don't have a problem with Justin Bailey getting a contract, getting that NHL money. I'm, I'm super happy for him. My issue is, is you signed a contract instead of just bringing a guy up like Justin Bailey's a good hand. And he's like, you know, he's like Ryan Carpenter. He's a guy you can come up. He can he, he can give you reliable minutes in the bottom six. But you kind of already have that Ryan Carpenter. And I understand, like, there's injury issues and whatnot. But, like, you have guys that are under contract. And even if, like, so let's say you bring up Gushkin and, and you know, someone else comes back and he has to go back down. Is that the end of the world? No. Like, any slice of NHL action you can get them, I think, is a good thing at this point. And to so for me to not give him that, uh, you know, that opportunity to come up him or Bortolo. I think Bortolo I've been super critical of this year. Um, but he's really kind of found his way on the Barracuda in the last couple of games to the point where again, like instead of signing a contract, getting up to 49 out of 50 contracts, which doesn't matter in November, but it's going to matter 
come the new year, when you start looking at who you're going to sell off and who you're taking back, you know, having those extra contract slots open is only a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I a, think fair it's a fair point. point. Um, and, and on the on prospect, prospect front, front like, like, I'm, I'm one of the people, people who's okay, okay I, think, I think, with Christian and Bordolo definitely, definitely having time, time in the NHL. NHL. But I also, I also think, think you need to reward players, players for playing well. well. Yeah. So when you, so have, when you have, have a guy like Shushu who is playing well, you have Bordolo starting up in the NHL and getting his game back. You gotta give, gotta give dangle, dangle that carrot, carrot in front of them, give them, give them the boost to the AHL, and, and let them get them that, that time they earned it. it. Let them let earn that time, that time and, reward and reward them for it. For it. Um, Bailey, Bailey, I don't really I don't have an opinion on one way or another. I don't really think he's, he's part, part of the Sharks' future. future. I like what he did today. I obviously would much rather see I think like you or Orlo in some of those minutes and getting getting that time in the NHL to help him develop. So I definitely see your point there and i'm kind of on the same wavelength as you um i don't really know much about bailey i definitely like some of his abilities today i mean the guy was a former second round pick so there has to be skill there um but again he's a fringe player like he's not someone that you're looking at like oh this is the future of the sharks this show okay there we go oh my god this is worst okay are we here again can you guys hear me going on i have to figure this out what is what are you doing here whatever we'll deal with this later i blame canada this is chaos we're just uh we're just yeah we're just we're just not putting this up on the audio sorry uh if you are not here live um fuck you i don't know what to tell you (laughs) (laughs) um okay so anyway what i was trying to say is like the the sharks like Right now, I don't know what where I got cut off, so I'm just gonna say it all over again. And if yep, yeah, I'm just repeating myself. And this is the, the development and the lack of wins with yeah, Barracuda. Like the development, lack of wins, right? Like the bear, the Barracuda have less wins than the Sharks do now. Like for all the talk of how bad this Sharks team is and how brutal everything is, this Sharks team has won more games than the Barracuda. At yeah, this point. and also on that point, I think it was um, I don't remember if it was Greer or Quinn who said it, but they said they want some of their players getting like top minutes in the AHL. Yeah. Like, have you seen our top nine or even all of our forward lineups, our lines? There's no one holding Gushin from getting second or first line minutes. Like these guys can come jump right in and they're not going to be held down on the fourth line. So they can get those minutes in the NHL. So I definitely think, um, yeah, some of that is, I don't know, just talk. I feel like to the media, Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily align with what they're saying there. Yeah, it, it's it's silliness. I don't know. And it's just, it's not even just like in the media. It's just like when like when I like everyone's like, oh, but development, but development's like, I look at and I I said this on a previous show. Like I want people to be excited about the Barracuda because then I don't feel like you know like, I mean I I enjoy watching hockey. So watching the Barracuda is not like this big cross that I have to bear, but like I would love to be able to like sit here with a straight face and be like, you got to get excited about the Barracuda, and I can't this year. And I want to, like, because then we could do, like, if people got excited about the Barracuda, we could do more Barracuda content, right? And it wouldn't just be like, it won't get a quarter of the audience that our normal stuff gets. I don't know. It's it's super frustrating. Um, let's get to this game, though. Um, so, I mean, the Sharks win 2-1. to one. Um, Good. I thought Blackwood had a really good night tonight. Yeah, he's just doing more Blackwood things, like... It's another game where I feel like the Sharks didn't really deserve a win, but Blackwood yeah. deserved a win. So that makes me happy. I'm happy to see him putting up games like this time 
after time. And you look at him also, like, he's a goalie whose goals against average is, like, closer to four than it is to three. Mm-hmm. And he still has a save percentage above 90. Like, Which is insane. not something you see very often. No. No, like, you you would expect him to be, like, down in, like, the eight sixties at this point yeah, with the way this team exactly. has been shelled. Um especially like getting, you know, I mean, because him and Cockenin both, I mean, they both have games where like half games completely destroy your GAA. Um but it doesn't help your save percentage either too. Like if you get like lit up for you know five of uh in a first period. Yeah. Like it's happened a few times. Like yeah. imagine what his save percentage would be if it wasn't for a few of those ten goal games where him and Kakin are pretty much splitting the game it's like pretty much outside of those games he must be in like the 950 or 940 range yeah yeah it's it's pretty it's you know i i can't i can't say enough good things about Mackenzie blackwood um i just i can't like people like and everyone's like oh no we gotta trade him we gotta trade him now and i don't get it yeah that's kind of the area i'm in as well it's like sure a i don't think anyone's given up a first round pick like that's just no. probably not happening. First round picks are super coveted and highly valued in this league. I don't know if anyone's giving them up for Kakinen, who's kind of like a bounce back project this mm-hmm. year. But also, like, we have a goalie who's playing so well that he's willing this team to victory on some nights. Like, you just don't get rid of him at yeah. this point. Like, I don't see the purpose. Like, if someone does throw a first round pick your way, fine. But like, yeah, he's most I likely just... going to get traded for like a second. I, we don't need to do that. I don't see it. Like, I just the thing is, is, is like with with goalies like goalies never for the most part i mean there are exceptions to the rule like i think mark andre fleury went for a pretty decent return when he got traded but like for the most part like even at the deadline goalies generally don't fetch much yeah like i understand like if you're looking at a team like edmonton who is completely over a bell right now like maybe you could get them but i to me like and i like what mackenzie blackwood's done and this is not a, a slight on blackwood at all but i I look at like history of, of Mackenzie Blackwood, right? Like he had a really good rookie year and then it kind of trailed off. So like, am I giving up a first round pick for like this Mackenzie Blackwood? Like, is this Mackenzie Blackwood going to turn into a pumpkin? I hope not. But like, at least if you're a team, especially a team like in a situation like the Oilers, like you have to at least consider that. No. Yeah. I think they are desperate enough where they consider it. I just don't think the return will be what Sharks fans want. Like a lot of yeah. the rumors going around Twitter are just they're heavily inflated. I think maybe the Oilers would come back offering a second round pick or, you know, some sort of conditional picks, but mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I don't see them offering a first, especially with where they are in the standings. I mean, it would have to be lottery Oof. protected, which then pushes it to the next year, right? So, right. and who knows what happens at that point. So yeah, and that's the, that's the it. thing, right? Like, unless you're getting lottery protection, like, unless you're not getting lottery protection, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. For the Sharks either, like, because you're, you're going to give up your your goalie, and then if Edmonton just continues to plummet, A, now you're looking for another goalie because none of your, like, you know, all your AHL guys, like, other than Mackiniemi, who is just finally, he looked pretty good in his his last start with the Barracuda, but he just got healthy again, and we don't know how long that's going to last. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to pick on on E2 Mackiniemi here, but that's, you know, like, at this point, with the injury history he's had recently, like, you have to at least, it, there's you're going to need a little more time before, like, that narrative is going to kind of go away with him. Magnus Krona has been okay, but, you know, first-year pro. Georgia Romanov, first year pro, first year in North America. I, you know, and I, I don't think Kakinen's it. So, like, if you moved Blackwood, then you're completely at square one. 
Yeah, there's no clear successor in the Sharks goalie pool. And Blackwood's not even old. He's 26. I mean, right, most yeah. of the times the Sharks have made trades for these goalies. You think back to when they traded for Jones, mm-hmm. traded for Aiden Hill. These guys were in their mid-20s. So he's in a point now where, like, goalies are kind of weird like that, right? They yeah. sometimes have their best years at 26. Sometimes they have their best years at 30. Like, it, who knows? But he could be a guy that, if you really like him, stays with the franchise for a good four to six years. Um, maybe when they're starting to compete again, he could be, be the starter. You never know. Yeah. Uh, so Blackwood on the game said that the, uh, felt good, saw the puck well, uh, on the goal, I got hit and the ribs lost win, but fluky goal against, which, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Off Oak, I can never say it right, but yeah, off of him, I think who I I've liked his game a bit, um, but off his leg or his back or whatever it was and into the net, unfortunate. See, I like I, I I think he's been okay, but I think he's a guy who I think would benefit from going down to the Barracuda. The problem is, is like because he's a part of the Timo Meyer trade, that if they lost him on waivers, that the optics of that would be just absurdly bad. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I like his tools, but he's definitely raw. He needs development. Yeah, like, I, th- I like his physical game. I like some of his abilities. I've seen moments from him. I think he just needs time and. Yeah. It's not always great to be in the NHL getting that time. Sometimes you do need that in the AHL. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's and plus they've got so many demon right now. Like it's they've they've just got an absurd amount of demon on the active roster right now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the injuries have obviously made it kind of okay, but like I, there's there's got to be you know at some point like this team's gonna get healthy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not with the way these guys keep going down. Like when we saw Kevin LeBanc going on, I'm like, oh my God, I can't even imagine like what they're going to do if Kevin LeBanc joins the the ever-growing IR list. I sometimes forget Couture is even still on the team, honestly. Right? Like I was thinking, I saw the tweet today that he's like going to start skating soon. And I'm like, oh, that's right. He is actually still on the Sharks. I mean, I hope he does. Like it would be nice to see Couture get back on the, you know, to get back on the ice. I don't know what, like what's ailing him, but obviously I can't imagine him be like couture being the player he is i can't imagine this has been easy for him to watch from Mm -hmm. the press box oh yeah for sure he's he's very much a competitive person like you can tell he he hates losing he he wants to win now it would be tough to be enduring what the sharks have been going through on the ice from and might actually actually i can't even think if it's easier being up in the stands watching or being on the ice in some of those games where it's like 10 to 2 oh, i think being one. on the being in the stands would be worse like i because I, I i like i don't know logan couture personally obviously but i mean if you're you know like i think he's from all presenting like he does take being the captain very seriously yeah and i just i can't imagine you know having to watch from the press box knowing that you can't do anything to try and change things on like you know i mean you can go down and give everyone an attaboy in the locker room, I guess. But I mean, beyond that, like, you know, to not be on the bench, to not be able to like talk to the guys in the dressing room between periods or whatever, you know, I'm not saying that the sharks are completely void of leadership in this situation, but I think just from a guy like that has the compete level of a Logan Couture, I can't imagine that's easy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, What else? Did the Sharks only have one A on the ice? I didn't. I didn't look. I I don't care about letters, so I haven't paid attention to that in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since they started removing C's from names long ago with Marlowe and Thornton, just who is attached to 
Yeah. Uh, so why why is um is Jules asking why is Couture not on the LTIR? The reason he's not on the LTIR is because it allows the sharks to accrue more uh, cap space at the end of the uh, by the trade deadline. If they put him on the LTIR, uh, it would actually negatively impact their end of year cap uh, availability for them to make moves. That's why he's not on the LTIR, uh, not counting against the cap. Um, yeah, I mean, what else? Uh, what else happened in this game? Luke Cunning uh, scores the game-winning goal. He's kind of him and Hoffman have really like they've been like the absolute like targets of of Sharks fans, I think, uh, this season. But him and like Hoffman have really come on of late. Um, not yeah. giving Sharks fans a lot to be uh, angry about. I mean, we'll find reasons to be angry about Sharks fans, but um, I think they've, uh, I think they've really uh, come on uh, of late, um, and it's nice to see because, like, I don't know, I <laughs> like Luke Cunning's not my favorite guy um, on the team, but I mean, you know, you want to see guys do well. Yeah, and he's like he's playing higher in the lineup than he probably should be. Like on a good team, he's not playing in the top six, right? He's yeah. probably a third liner. But I mean, he's doing what he's asked for. He plays physical. I like that. He defends his teammates. Five goals so far in the season. So you know what's that? Close to a twenty goal pace. Not mm-hmm. bad. Not gonna complain about that. So yeah, I like what he's doing. And then also um you mentioned hoffman Mm -hmm. guys like him are the ones we need to be watching because if there's anything that's going to be dangled later in the season it's a guy like him right maybe a granlin those are the Mm -hmm. guys that we really need producing so to see hoffman scoring to see granlin having a few good games in a row um i think those are things that we need to track and hopefully they can build upon because those are the guys that might fetch that second round pick when it comes to the deadline where we free up some cap space and teams can take on that four or five or whatever million cap hit that it is yeah um hey i just want to say hi to laurel who i see in the chat and i haven't seen laurel in the chat for a long time so laurel hi how you doing i hope you're doing well uh good to see you yeah i mean obviously i think that's the thing right like obviously for the sharks to have success this season their success isn't success it's getting these guys who they brought in to you know, be appealing to other teams at the deadline where they might take a, you know, a flyer on a guy like a Mike Hoffman. If the team, you know, if he can keep this scoring touch up that he's recently found, which is nice to see if he can keep this going. I mean, you know, a a team that's looking for, you know, a a pickup for a playoff run that needs a little bit of a depth scoring situation, or, you know, maybe a guy who can get thrown out on the power play and get some points i mean mike hoffman you could do probably worse if he can keep this going so yeah i mean that's that's what i'd like to see <laughs> yeah for sure him um i would like to see duclair generating a bit yeah. more offense um and he also zadina obviously as well but yeah it, it, with this lineup you're you're gonna have guys i think go in their ebbs and flows you're not yeah. gonna have just the, the whole team producing at once Ideally not, because then then they'll start winning too many games, and that'll be exactly. Bad. The tank gets in jeopardy. The tank gets in jeopardy. I'm not worried about the tank yet. Like again, when the sharks do get good, I'm not going to get on here and, and get mad at a win, especially a win in November. Um, especially beating the Capitals. I think the Capitals are a team like that. They should probably beat because I think they. I don't know if the Caps to me are pretenders. 
Oh, for sure. They're kind of in the same. I actually kind of grouped them a little bit with the Penguins, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Penguins have a little bit more of, you know, the Crosby element. Um, and I think he's a guy who can carry that team. And if Malkin's firing as well. But, like, I just think a lot of those teams that are, like, kind of aging mm-hmm. in the East, they're in that, like, pretender category. Like, where even if they sneak into the playoffs, I feel like they'll get smoked in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if Washington sneaks in when they, they play the Rangers, they're dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, are you surprised? I, I just uh, some general NHL. Are you surprised the Devils the way they've kind of struggled of late? Yes, <laughs> it's definitely not voting well for getting that first round pick this year. Um, I, I don't know. It's a long season. I think yeah. they had struggles, if I remember correctly, last season for parts where they were like the fans were chanting um, "fire." Was it Lindy or fire whatever? Lindy, yeah. They, I forget the chant they're doing, but yeah, it was like. I, I think they have a team that's jacked. They should be near the top of that division, and I'm hoping they go on a run at some point. But three wins in your last ten obviously isn't a good trajectory at the moment. Um, I know Timo has been kind of injured for portions of the season so far, and um, I made a tweet kind of about his performance, kind of as more of like a joke comparing it to Zetterland. Um, but that, you look at that Devils lineup; they should be among the top teams in the NHL. So I still have hope for them getting to that Eastern Conference Final. Um, I am definitely surprised they've struggled out of the gate, but I wouldn't say like all hope is lost. Right. Uh, Jerry with the $5 super chat. We super appreciate that. My friend, uh, my son and I are celebrating a shark's win and it feels great. It does feel nice. Like it does feel nice. Like in a season like this, you have to enjoy the wins when they come because we know they're going to be few and far between. It's a different feeling than last year. Like last year I was stressing, I think every win because of the whole Bedard stuff and, don't get me wrong, like, I would love to get Macklin, mm-hmm. but I just, like, the lottery, it takes all kind of, like, guarantees out of it, so at right. this point, like, anytime the Sharks are in a game and they're winning, or, like, they have the chance of winning, it's actually kind of fun, because it's just unexpected at this point. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%, and, like, I think this year, too, like, I don't think, like, obviously it was, like, Bedard, and then, like, there's a little bit of more of a cliff, right? Like, I don't, like... Is there that big, like, I, I, I'll ask you because you're, you're more versed in this than I am. Like, is there a huge drop between, uh, Celebrini and, and Iserman, for example? I think they're different kind of players. Sure. Um, I think Celebrini. We are back on. Unfortunately, Ian has lost internet at his house and in the beautiful Sioux. So we'll continue on here. I am Eric Kerr alongside Mark Eisenberg. You know, we'll pick up where the uh, conversation left off here. Um, this does feel a little different from last year, especially lately. Um, and of course the beginning of the year felt like the days of the cow palace, but <laughs> kind of finish on with what you were doing, uh, what you were talking about before. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think the 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 vibes with wins feel a little bit different. I think last year I was stressing, at least myself, and I feel like a lot of the fan base, um, the people who are on, you know, the whole Bedard watch, were stressing pretty much any two points that you get. That lineup we're fielding, you don't expect any game to be a win. And then when you see them putting in the performance to get a win, or say Blackwood is standing on his head to get us a win, you get that commitment again. 
Um, and, you know, we were, we were talking a little bit about the prospects who are available in the draft. Yes, Celebrini is kind of like that elite level prospect. Um, Iserman, who's supposed to go number two, probably. He's also a really, you know, top level winger. But with the way the lottery works, um, you know, you just never guarantee to get that top pick, even if you're the worst team by 20 points. It doesn't really matter. So it's like, you know, it's just enjoying these little wins is how you get through a season when you're rebuilding and you're kind of in this tanking mode that the Sharks are in. Yeah, it's it's a it's tough because you're hoping for Macklin Celebrini, and of course there are ties to Celebrini uh, to the Sharks and Junior Sharks in the Bay Area, so it's it almost seems like it's fitting for it. But as they're now tied with Chicago, um, you know, uh, what what outside? I mean, I've heard of Eiserman, I've heard of Celebrini. Who else is in? let's say kind of where the sharks have been picking in that four to seven range over the last couple of years. There's a top Russian prospect. I, I don't know how it's actually pronounced. I know it's spelled like Demidov Demidov. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but he's another guy who's like really, really skilled, but he's been injured recently. So it's kind of hard to really see um, what he's been doing this season. He got a few games in the KHL early in the season. And there's also a big Russian defenseman playing in college. Who's Pretty good, but I haven't been terribly impressed when I've watched him. Um, so it really is, I think, the two guys at the top and then anyone who kind of emerges throughout the season, you know, similar to like what Will Smith did last year where he kind of climbed up from being more of like a top 10 pick to then being in the top three or four conversation. So um, I think the one, two guys are fairly certain, you know, anything can change with like world juniors or like injuries, but um, there are a handful of other players who could creep into that top five. Um, so a little early to say. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, I, I remember, I think it was the other night when we were on and uh, the sharks had beaten Vancouver and Landy was on there and I and I want to say even in the shootout loss to Montreal there are people like oh you're picking up points what are you doing and yes they're now tied with Chicago for last in the league uh, so there's always that okay we always get caught up in in um, Celebrini and and Iserman so I just wanted to get that in there uh, if you're just joining us we apologize for the technical difficulties and unfortunately in had his internet uh, crap on him. That apparently that does happen to just more than me, which is <laughs> surprising. It's usually just my fault for it. So we'll continue on. Ian, we love you. Thank you for, for filling in. Uh, just another Randy G. Uh, we did get your super chat, by the way. Uh, Sharks win and Avicii Hay loss. It's a great night. Absolutely. We appreciate that one. Hey... <laughs> uh, Ian, it, trust me, my mine uh, is usually rock solid. My usually, well, <clears throat> my internet is usually <laughs> rock solid, uh, but you know, it happens, dude. It happens. We're all good. I got your back, buddy. All right. Uh, AJ mentioning, and if Anaheim or San Jose finishes last in Chicago, wins the lottery again, I'm done with hockey. Hey, you know, Chicago, Edmonton. You know, if they're if they're the first two, that's uh. That's a tough one to take. So, uh, <laughs> when did Ian move to Winnipeg? <laughs> um, but we continue on here as the Sharks will be headed to your direction, Mark, for a, a six-game road trip. Uh, it's gonna, it's not gonna be easy. Um, 
but Boston's been in a rut a little bit lately. Uh, the Devils have been rough. You guys had mentioned that earlier. And Rangers, uh, That's those are the three remaining games this week. Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Um, but what have you seen out of those squads that could... The Rangers, the, Sharks are the Rangers are the real deal. Um, the Bruins, I think people are surprised with them continuing on at the pace they were at last year, having lost a few of those guys to retirement. But, um, yeah, I think the Bruins obviously are a pretty good team as well, uh, especially in net. And then I think it was the Devils as well. We spoke just briefly about them earlier in the pod, and it was just like they're, they're off to a slow start. Um, they were off to a slow start last year, but again, on paper, they've got a really good team. Um, it should be interesting to see how the Sharks fare on this road trip because we see that they've been doing really well at home, right? Like they're five one and one, I think it is in their last seven at home. Um, but you know, going on the road, East Coast trip against these teams where like they're no joke. Their third line is probably better than our first line. Um, so seeing how we fare against them, and we haven't gotten a win this season yet on the road, it should be an interesting trip. Um, I know myself, I'll definitely be at two of the three games, hopefully a third game. I'm still looking at some ticket options, Um, but it should be fun. You know, Um, I think one of the things that's uh, somewhat pleasant, I guess sometimes about being a (laughs) opposing team fan when you're in New York, no one really hates the sharks. So you don't really tend to get too much crap at these games um, when they're doing the little New York trio of the Devils, Islanders, and Rangers. So a lot of people will see the jersey. They'll be like, oh, I love that jersey in the 90s. Or they'll <laughs> say something like, dude, Sharks, man, I was pulling for you guys with Jumbo. So, you know, as there could be some bad reputation for some of these teams and their fan bases, for the most part, I've had pretty good experiences good. most of my life here being a Sharks fan. That that road trip that they're about to go on is the the dream road trip for me. And work always requires me to to have uh, my vacations set in stone by February. So it's like, okay, do I chance it being in late October like it's done, or or figure out when? So by all means, have fun with it. Uh, you know, and, and and share it online and everything for that matter. Um, yeah, it, it's just. It's nice to see the wins, and, and I kind of going back to what you guys were talking about. It's nice to see the wins, in, in the sense that they're they're finally getting their legs together. You hate that it has to come off of, you know, a seven-one loss or a ten-one or ten-two loss to to get it together, and it's just frustrating to see that uh, in the long run. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of extremes. It would be much more enjoyable if it was a little bit more consistent, like, you know, close games. If you're losing, it's a little competitive match. Um, but, I mean, you can't argue against what we've seen recently from the Sharks. You know, there's definitely progress there despite the lineup, players that are missing from the lineup and the lineup that is on the ice every single night. Uh, yeah, it's it's just, yeah. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Sleepy Mofo, Zetterlin revenge game against Jersey. Yes. Oh, that would be fun. Heck, let's just call up Mookum Dillon while we're at it. Too. Yeah, exactly. Just bring them all up. <laughs> hey, that, that'll be that – If uh, I know you guys touched on, on the Banks injury. Hey, if it goes down, you know, it, there's the next defenseman that can play a forward. Yeah. Yeah, we could dress nine defensemen instead of eight, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quinn did say, according to AJ, uh, Barabanov and Hurdle will both be on the trip. That's nice to see. Hopefully, it's not nothing serious for Hurdle in in that fa- fathom. Um, before we go, kind of want to touch on kind of the 
the news today, and no, we're not talking about Corey Perry. Let's let's not. We can <laughs> we can save all our parody songs for Stacy's mom later. Um, but uh, um, what do you think of the All Star format going back to the fantasy draft? And they're going to have celebrity captains, which you know Justin Bieber is probably one of them. I thought it was interesting back in the day. You know, it adds a little bit of. Um... I wouldn't say fan interaction, but more of like an interactive experience. Like, you know, the, the whole choosing your teams is always kind of like bringing you back to like, you know, pick up hockey or like when you're playing any sport in like the schoolyard, you know how it was. So yeah. um, I dig it. You know, the All-Star game obviously is not what it once was. So anything you can do to make it a bit more interesting, I'm always on board with that. Like, I remember when I was a kid, the All-Star game was classic. Like, you think about those 90s All-Star games with yeah. some of the personalities and how the events were so coveted back then. Whereas now, it just kind of like a little bit dull at times. So, you know, little things like this definitely improve the experience. Yeah, dull and, mar- and just seems frustrating with the marketing ability, which sucks. Yeah, yeah but uh, for sure. Yeah. It, it it it's just gonna be it'll be interesting. Uh, I I already have it on record. Congratulations so much, Hurdle, on winning the car. Um, and of course, someone who responded to me, oh, that's probably Mackenzie Blackwood. And they're like, yeah, you're right. That's Fair. very true. So uh, AJ's like, are you? We're just gonna completely ignore the Sens and Panthers tonight. Uh, how crazy that game was, and and it's like you get a 10 minute misconduct you get a 10 minute misconduct everybody I gets love a 10 that minute video t- everyone on the ice gets a 10 minute misconduct <laughs> among other penalties like <laughs> that was amazing that that was hilarious it was kind of like the like you've seen on on youtube uh false start everyone but the center you know <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, it's always was... great when the referees add a little bit uh, to those announcements. I mean, I always think back to Macaulay with yep. some of his announcements. But, um, yeah, so those videos, those are the things the NHL needs more of because you know, some of the other pro sports have a lot of that. And they just need to market those moments just a bit more. It, it sucks that, you know, that the most marketable uh, person in the NHL is uh, a referee. Um <laughs> kind of tells you something there you know uh but that's that's for that's a conversation down the line so I, i'm glad they're getting the uh, pwhl involved that thursday with a three-on-three showcase uh and then the usual fun stuff that they have uh i i know they tried to do some crazy things outside in on the vegas strip and then on a golf course in florida i'm curious what they have going on for toronto and february so it's the hub of hockey i'm sure they'll come up with something cool right or at least something that's supposed to be cool (laughs) we'll we'll determine after if it was but yeah that's (laughs) oh man that's gonna be fun it'll be fun either way but uh i think that will bring us to the close of this one in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And of course, leave a comment down below on tonight's action, at, telling us what did you think of tonight's game. Is Luke Cunning your up-and-coming first-line center, which he was pro- projected at the beginning of this one? Uh, who knows? It'll be interesting to see what's going on. And hopefully, uh, Hurdle is back in. And with Hurdle and uh, Barabanov back, who knows what that means for Justin Bailey. Uh, So we'll see on that one. But uh, 
Mark, uh, despite everything, the, the hiccups aside, thank you very much and uh, getting us caught up on some prospects and everything. What, what your final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, final thoughts. Happy Blackwood was rewarded with another great um, performance. And, you know, kudos to Bailey. That what that effort he put in on that second goal was that was big. He did that pretty much himself. So um, not, you know, there's obviously questions about whether he should be in the lineup. But, hey, I respect what he did tonight. So kudos to him. Yeah, no, he, he had a great time, even though they didn't get a whole lot of goal support. Uh, which I think more than anything is is hurting hurting these goaltenders' uh, games. But uh, hey, you know Blackwood being solid on this evening against a good Washington Capitals team that's having a rough time uh, of sorts. So we'll see how that goes. But to uh, shut down Ovechkin, always a win. Always a win. And and you know we didn't score an empty error and then let them win the game afterwards. So that's always a plus. <laughs> third star of the night was also the posts being yeah, there Washington, yeah, like no. five of them. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. So Mark, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, he, he needs thank to get you. some sleep and so do we. So thanks for watching. We'll be back with you on Thursday following sharks and Bruins. That's a 4 PM start. So we'll be on roughly about six 30 Pacific. Uh, so we'll check us out then. And until then, thanks for watching. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone.